Okay guys, so before we begin, I just want you to know that Chinese metaphysics is a huge, huge, huge topic, right? With many, many different subtopics and sub-subjects. So let me know in the comment section below what you would like me to film and what would you like me to cover in our next video. So please hit the subscribe button and click on the bell icon and leave me a comment below. Now, if you're new to feng shui, you have to understand this very important concept in order to make feng shui work. Without understanding this, no feng shui will work. What constitutes real feng shui or good feng shui is a combination of four important factors. Take note now. The first factor is the environment. In feng shui, 70% of qi or energy comes from your natural environment. It comes from mother nature. Now, if you're not aware of what qi is, there's another video I've created to explain the concept of qi in feng shui or in destiny. Be sure to watch that video and give a thumbs up. Now, in feng shui, qi is purely generated from the environment. It's from mother nature, from natural you know, con contours of the land, mountains and waters, everything that's from the outside. It's not generated from what people think is the inside. The people think it's all these items that you have in the house, they put some trinkets here, put some crystals here, some frogs, some toes, and thinking that generates the energy, it doesn't. The first factor in feng shui is environment. And environment talks about the contours of the land, the natural formation of the land, the hills, the mountains, the, the way the water moves, the way the energy flows. It's all from mother nature. Okay, so that's the first factor. In fact, it's 70% of feng shui. Some properties need to face water. Some properties need to face the mountain if the mountain energy is good. When we hear the terminologies, green dragon, white tiger, red phoenix, and black tortoise, all this terminology refers to the natural formation of the land. Now, I know what you're saying. You say, hey, you know, I live in the city. I don't see no mountains. Don't worry, I hear you. Most people are not trained to look at contours of the land. They may say, I live in New York, it's flat. New York is not flat. Even if you drive around Manhattan City, there's highs and lows in the contours of the land. If you go to, even if you go to the, the Central Park itself, there's highs and lows in contours of the land. So it's always mountains and waters. It's not really tall mountains. Now, some places, like if you go to San Francisco, you can actually see the hills, right? And water formation. You go to Seattle, you can see that. In Vancouver City, you can see that. Even in Kuala Lumpur. Now, if some of you may, may be from Singapore, you say, Hey, Singapore, I see no mountains. Listen, Mount Elizabeth, that's a hill itself, right? So there are hills, there is the river. These things are what we call natural environmental features. This is the first factor. Now, to learn more about this, I've created other videos explaining what you should look for in the environment when it comes to the environmental factors, okay? And the second factor is the building. In feng shui, the building comes after the environment, meaning the building should be designed to tap into the chi that comes from the natural environment. Now, most people, of course, will look at the building first prior to looking at the mountain. I'm pretty sure that's how it is when people select a property. But when it comes to feng shui, we want to check if that building receives the energy. Think about it this way, right? The environment creates the energy flow, chi flow, and the building is supposed to log into this energy. It's like logging into the Wi-Fi. So with correct direction, with correct alignment, usually is taken in consideration with the orientation of the building or the, the door direction or the balcony direction. That is used to tap into, in modern days term, is used to log into the chi flow of the environment. Now, it's not so much about what is inside that building. Most people think, oh, it must be my deco, it must be that painting, it must be that Buddha statue in the corner. It is not. 
these things have zero impact on the feng shui of the place. Remember, the building largely is like the container. How much energy can it receive from the environment depends on, first of all, whether there's an environment to produce the chi. Think about it this way, right? If you have no hair, you cannot go and perm your hair. So likewise, in feng shui, if you don't have the correct environmental features, there's very little you can actually do internally in your house to produce good feng shui. There's a limited scope to it. Now, of course, even if your building doesn't tap into the good energy, the good chi of the environment, at least don't tap into the negative chi. You know, environment doesn't always produce good chi, you know. Sometimes it produces crappy shit and some buildings are just tapping to the crappy shit. So you gotta take note of that. Now, if you're interested in this, please watch my other videos about orientation or alignment of buildings. The third factor are residents or people. Now, different people will have different reaction or connection to the property. So um, the same person using the exact same feng shui or the exact same setup with the environment and the building might have a different outcome because all of us have our own destiny DNA, our destiny code. So our energy form is different. When we align to certain energies, we can activate our dormant talents and abilities. Sometimes it also deactivates or suppress our abilities and our emotions. So the feng shui of a building or the environment has to connect to the person individually. That's why it's personalized, okay? You cannot say South is just good for you and then good for everybody else as well. So you can have one direction that fits everyone. It's all about being able to personalize those directions and direction is only one of those factors. Most of the time you have to know which areas can help you mitigate some of the problems that you might be going through in your life. You remember, feng shui is a prescription. You first gotta know what is the issue and challenge or problems or clash that you have in your destiny code and then using feng shui, you can mitigate that. And if you don't have all these clashes and problems, then you can use it to enhance what it's already God given to you. That's the third factor, the residence. And the fourth factor is time. In different periods of time, cyclical flows, different periods of time, different directions, landforms and properties will benefit from good cycle, good energy. We call this prosperous and weakening luck cycles. So there are 20-year cycles, there are yearly cycles, there's even monthly cycles. So we need to know which cycle we are tapping to in order to get the results that we want. Remember, time is a very, very important factor, especially if you are into using feng shui for investments because sometimes a place doesn't have good feng shui right now doesn't mean the next five years to 10 years it has bad feng shui. And if you're one of those people who can actually spot those areas, then you can time yourself and make better investment decisions. So the time factor is very, very, very important. Sometimes you might be wondering, you know, some houses seemingly have bad forms, right? Bad arrangements and bad uh, feng shui features. Why is it still good that people live there, they're prosperous, they're happy, they're rich? Why is that so? Because at that point in time, the timeliness, the time factor is still good. As long as the time factor didn't run out, the property can still be good for a short period of time. So if you know the timing aspect, you can be able to use even some designs that are not feng shui compliant. You can use it for a short period of time until the prosperous time runs out, okay? Now, of course, if you combine all four factors, if you combine the environment with the right type of building orientation, with the right type of residence, the people, with the correct timing, now you have good feng shui. Now, I want you to take note of this. Good feng shui doesn't mean 
you change the colour of your wall, have a magic object next to your bed, or tie some Chinese coins on your door, stuff like that. It is nothing to do with the trinkets. Please understand, it's got everything to do with these four factors. And the underlying basic core principle is about qi flow. Qi has to originate from the natural mother nature environment, that's vibrational energy, that's life force itself. And the building is designed to tap to the qi for the benefit of the residents with alignment to their date and time of birth and in a specific period of time. Okay, so no property can have overall long, permanent, evergreen feng shui. So it's always a cycle. So now it may seem a little bit complicated at this point because you're just a beginner, not to worry. I have so many other videos that I've created to help you understand this process. It's actually much easier than it, than it seems. Understanding environment generally is to, under, to be able to see good feng shui. The building is all about orientation. It's about direction. The people, residents are all about your own energy chart. If you understand what your goals are, what your talents and abilities are, you're supposed to use feng shui to help you awaken that or mitigate the problem. And of course, just time yourself. Right? Timing is basically understanding when is the best time to make advancements, to accelerate, when is the best time to pull back. So if you understand this, using feng shui is fairly simple. But here's what I need you to do. First things first, before you use feng shui, ask yourself, why do you need feng shui? What's the purpose? Is it just to decorate your home? You don't need that. We use feng shui as a tool to get something to achieve something. So what is it that you want to achieve in your life right now? Once you understand what you want, it is much easier to use feng shui to get what you want. The problem is people don't know what they want. So they think, oh, is this good feng shui and bad feng shui? It's aimless. No point doing feng shui that way, okay? So I hope you enjoyed this video that I've created. If you have enjoyed it, please leave me a comment or at least let me know that you're here, you watched the video. And tell me what other videos that you'd like me to create. Please leave a comment and don't forget to subscribe to my channel so that I can stock you with my new videos when they're out. And uh, I would appreciate it very much if you would share this video with all your friends. Until then, I'm Joey Yap.